Have you ever wondered why some young people choose to end their lives? Ever wondered who they are and who they left behind? Have you ever wanted to hear their stories? Would you like answers to these questions and many more? Welcome to Suicide Pages with Dr. Lulu. Her mission is to shine light on these young people, create awareness for, and educate the world on youth suicide. Opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Dr. Lulu and her guests. They are not a substitute for professional advice. If you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK or send a text to www.crisistextline.org. Now, here's Dr. Lulu. Wow! 
thank you. The wife now from San Antonio, thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow, South Africa, that is, I know Corina is in, is in Canada, so that's good. So we're crossing, you know, intercontinental barriers here. I love it. Let us talk today about teens and suicide, or suicide and your teen, 13 reasons why. So as you know, if you know me, if you've ever listened to any of my talks, anytime I talk about suicide, the first thing we do is observe 40 seconds of silence. So we're going to start 40 seconds of silence. Let's go. Thank you. That was 40 seconds. And if you're wondering why is she observing 40 seconds of silence, you know, because according to the WHO, every 40 seconds, someone dies by suicide. That brings it to 800,000 per year. Let's just say you've been living under a rock and you do not know that. That is the reason. However, the kicker is according to the WHO, this time next year, it's going to be one every 20 seconds. We're going to have one suicide every 20 seconds. Very, very humbling. So today we're going to talk about suicides and your teen, 13 reasons why. And so let's look at some definitions, shall we? What is a definition of suicide? So the overall acceptable definition in any book, any blog, anywhere you look, is intentionally ending one's life. That's just the, 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 sh the short of it. Or intentionally causing one's death or causing one's death on purpose. I mean, that's pretty much like a no-brainer, right? I add the word accidental to my own definition of suicide simply because I know that many children who die by suicide, believe it or not, is accidental. Yes, it's not on purpose. Many children don't believe that the act is going to lead to suicide. A lot of them. Enough of them do. The, the teens and the young adults do, but the kids generally don't. Even though they do understand the concept, they do understand the concept of death being permanent. They still don't really fully get that that choking game is going to cause them to die. Get it? So I add the word accidental to my own personal definition of suicide. Now, we do know, looking at numbers, that women tend to attempt suicide more than men, but men tend to die by suicide more than women. And the reason they've given is that men tend to have this societal expectation of being macho and strong and all that. And so they tend to have more lethal ways of attempting suicide. And they generally mean what they say, right? Like... Basically, when they want to do it, they just go and get what's going to do it, and they do it. Women tend to attempt more. We tend to use less lethal means. I see Fadila has joined the party. Fadila is from Nigeria, so that's good. So we've got Nigeria, we've got Canada, we've got 
um, New York. I don't have anybody in the UK yet. Hi, Fadila. So I'm waiting for somebody in the in UK. We've had a couple of people from San Antonio, so that's good. Please let me know where you're watching me from. So that's the definition of suicide. And let's talk about suicidal ideation as a definition is basically thoughts of suicide. Suicidal behavior is acts, people engaging in acts that can lead to death, okay? Doing things that can cause death. And then after the definitions, you know me, I always want to look at numbers, right? And so believe it or not, in 2000, I want to say 2015 and then published in 2016, a study was published in the, in the Washington Post. It also was republished last year. Black youth aged 5 to 11 are two times as likely to die by suicide than their white or Caucasian counterparts. Let me tell you, that was a shocker for me. I could not believe it when I read it. But it's real. Look it up. The Washington Post. Just shocking. It's shocking. We have one suicide every 90 minutes. Now, this is the U this, this is the US. In the children or the youth age 15 to 24, we have one suicide every 90 minutes. That was a shocker for me. For the females age 15, we have a 40-year peak in suicide. And that study was done in 2015. Females age 15 have a 40-year peak as of 2015. There is one suicide every five days in children younger than 13. There's 100 attempts of suicide for every one completed suicide. That is crazy. Hmm. And apparently there are 100 suicides every week in young adults. I was just like, what? Over 3,000 children between 9th and 12th grade attempt suicide every day. I was just like, where are these numbers coming from? Well, these numbers are real. You can look them up. This is crazy. And of course, for me, the most important thing that I see is, or the most important message I'm going to give today is, four out of five suicide attempts left a sign. Thank you, Rika. Four out of five suicide attempts in children left a sign. We're going to talk about what are the signs of suicidal behavior in a minute. But I hope you guys got those numbers. Those numbers are staggering. And forgive me for not having my reading glasses today. I'm going to try my best to understand what I wrote. <laughs> or rather to read what I wrote. And so, you know, talking about suicide, suicide, suicide. It's crazy that you wonder why teenagers are dying by suicide. When if you remember, if you remember that the teen years are so stressful. Let me tell you, teenagers are going through some changes, okay? They're going through some changes, okay? Whether it's their body changing, or their hormones just kind of kicking in, or their skin changes with like acne or hair growth, or breastuses, or even height, dealing with scoliosis. Is it the change in school from middle school to high school, elementary to middle school? Is it change in friends, peers, siblings moving off to college, parents dying or not dying, depression, suicide in parents, be it divorce in parents? Teenagers are going through some changes. Or even just the excessive schoolwork that they give them. Because my soon-to-be 15-year-old son, he's up till midnight 
every day doing homework. That is a lot of stress. And these poor little people. So please, if nothing else, do have some empathy for teenagers. I know it's easy for us to just point, 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 point. Oh my goodness, let me tell you something. It is not easy being a teenager. It is not easy. They have all these stresses that we just mentioned, and then some. And if you can think of any other, please type it down. Teenagers go through so, so much. And so, the 13 reasons why, if you're just joining me, by the way, today's topic is your teen and suicide, or suicide and your teen, 13 reasons why. Okay, and of course I spun that off of the movie that everybody, uh, the Netflix series that everybody knows now that's called 13 Reasons Why. And so we talked about the fact that teenagers are going through all kinds of changes, whether it's sexually, by thoughts, their friends, their teens, their peers, school, family expectations, even the fact that parents expect, we do expect a lot from our teenagers, a lot of Families expect, you know, that, oh, you're a teenager now, you should be acting so-and-so way or you should be doing it a certain way. Let me tell you something. They already have a lot of stress on their minds, in their head. Teenagers are going through enough already. So we do not need to add to their stressors. I was reading, when I was getting ready for this presentation today, I was reading a bunch of blogs and I found one from this gentleman who had actually attempted suicide. And it was so deep. I posted the article on my page. I don't know if you read it or not, but I'm going to read what he said. He said, people who attempt suicide are not convinced it is the only option. Okay, listen carefully. They are not convinced that it is the only option. However, they have exhausted their emotional, oh my God, their emotional reserves. Okay. So next time somebody dies by suicide, before you quickly judge them, people who attempt suicide and maybe die by it are not convinced that suicide is the only option. They have simply exhausted their emotional reserves to be able to, to even continue looking for other options. You know, they have, they have exhausted all their reserves. They are just at the point where, you know what, I'm just tired of looking for options. And he also said that it may very well be the ultimate state of burnout. It may be the ultimate state of burnout, human burnout. I know doctors who are watching me, you all know that we've been talking about burnout, burnout, burnout in, in, in your job as doctors. Well, guess what? This gentleman is saying that suicide may very well be the ultimate state of burnout. And it makes a lot of sense. The point is, Anyone who knows burnout knows that you don't get to burnout one day, right? It's been accumulating. Same thing with suicide. Arriving at the decision to end your life is never something that came up. Okay, today that's it. I'm going to do it. No. It's always a series of unfortunate events that have kind of lined up almost like a freak accident. Like it's, um, it's impossible, but it happened because that person has exhausted all their options at that point and... They have a means. I thought that was interesting that he mentioned that. They have exhausted all of their options at that point. Emotionally, their reserves are spent and they have a means. The reason I mentioned a means is because we're going to talk about the fact that guns, I live in Texas, I have every right to say this, guns, and as a mother and as a pediatrician, yes, guns are used more than half of the time to complete suicide in youth 
young adult. Someone please write that down. Most teenagers or young adults who die by suicide is by guns. Over 50% of those children died because there was a means. So there was the emotional expenditure that has been completely spent and there's a means to kill themselves. So the gun is present in more than 50% of the suicides. And so many suicide pictures, you see a hand with a gun, okay? If you're a parent, please be forewarned, okay? Um, let me see. Yeah, and they have a means. So what are the signs of suicide behavior? I'm going to get to the 13 reasons why in a minute, but what are the signs? Because I know you want to know the signs. We mentioned that four out of five children who attempt suicide left a sign. What are the signs of suicidal behavior? If you're just joining me, our topic today is suicide and your teen, 13 reasons why. 13 reasons why. Thank you, Sharon, for writing it down. I appreciate it. So, excessive sadness, excessive mood swings, excessive rage, excessive crying over and above the norm. You broke up with your boyfriend, I understand, but you're crying for the next two weeks or something like that. I'm not minimizing the breakup. I'm just saying as an example, it's over and above the, what happened. That is a sign of suicide. Hopelessness. And I like to add helplessness and despair to that triad. My personal triad is hopelessness, helplessness, and despair. Those three things, when they meet in the right individual, we have suicide attempts that may or may not be successful. Okay? Sleep problems. Either they're sleeping too much or they're not able to sleep at all. Generally, when it comes to suicide, because a lot of times it's related to, de to depression, it tends to be excessive sleep. But even less sleep is also a sign of suicidal behavior. What about withdrawal? The child that used to be very happy and playful and go lucky is withdrawing. It's not acting like normal. They don't want to hang out with their parents anymore. They don't want to hang out with their friends anymore. They don't want to do the things they used to like to do. That is a sign of suicidal behavior. Now, that being said, not all of these things all add up to the road to suicide, but I want you to know that in the right person, when you put all these things together, you may very well have that. Change in personality. I know this is mostly depression, but a child who just stops taking care of themselves, stop being kept, you know, they're just like, whatever goes. They don't want to brush their teeth anymore. They don't want to take care of themselves anymore. That is a sign of suicidal behavior. This is one of my favorites, engaging in high risk behavior. If you go back to my definition of the fact that accidental deaths in children could also be suicide. And just the fact that suicide is, is the second commonest cause of death for children aged 15 to 34, 10 to 34, depending on the literature they are looking at, Ac second only to accident. That tells you right there that accidental deaths are part of those suicide numbers. So if you eliminate accidents, suicide is number one. And so if a child is engaging in high-risk behavior, they are at a risk for suicide. It is one of the symptoms of suicide. Withdrawal, change in behavior. Thank you, Sharon. Okay. And then what about, oh, you want to know what high-risk behavior is? So driving without seatbelts, engaging in unprotected sex, drug use, drug abuse. Those are all high-risk behavior in a child who otherwise was not. 
okay? Then what about recent major trauma? The death of a loved one, the death of a parent, suicide by a parent, divorce. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about ACEs, adverse childhood experiences as being a very, very important risk factor for suicide in children and, and young adults. Therefore, any kind of major stress, recent trauma, is a very, very important risk factor for suicide. I had a recent trauma. It was major. I had to file bankruptcy. Let me tell you something. If you want to know what is a suicide risk, that was a suicide risk for me because I felt I had failed. It wasn't about anything else. It was about me feeling like I was a failure and I had no options at that point. So yes, recent trauma, how you handle the trauma, everyone is different, can be a risk factor for suicide. Okay, what about preparing for suicide? When a child suddenly starts giving away all their beloved things that they like, you know, their favorite toys, their favorite, I don't know, shirt, favorite, whatever, be careful that that child is not preparing for suicide. Writing suicide poetry, writing suicide notes, traveling to say goodbye to people, traveling to, you know, just saying, kind of making preparations, both emotionally, mentally, and physically, and obviously, of course. One of the Nigerian kiddos that died by suicide recently, I think it was in May, he had written that crazy poem. It wasn't his own poem, but he had copied the poem, and it was about suicide, and he put it on his on his Facebook page. And one of the YouTubers who died recently by suicide had also written lots of suicide poetry um, leading up to the act. So remember, preparation for suicide is a bona fide way of, or sign for suicidal behavior, okay? And then the last one I'm gonna, okay, well, not the last one, threatening suicide. Let me tell you something. If somebody threatens to kill themselves, whether they go ahead with it or not, it's never, ever to be taken as a joke. It's never to be taken as a joke. Threatening suicide. That is one of the signs of suicidal behavior because indeed they might go on to complete the act. You never know. So take it very, very seriously. The last thing I'm going to mention here as a sign of suicidal behavior is a sudden calmness. One of my recent guests on my, on my podcast said that her brother, before he, he killed himself, he was very calm. He had kind of relaxed and was no longer, no, I think, I think it was the lady who said her grandfather. I forget. But anyway, they became really calm. And the gentleman actually asked his wife to go on a trip. He encouraged her to go on a trip and go have fun with her friends. I'm going to be okay. I'm fine now. He calmed down. So sudden calmness in someone who's been depressed, suicidal, showing all kinds of signs before can be a sign that they are ready. They've made up their minds and they're going to go ahead with it. So please be very careful when someone who's been suicidal suddenly becomes calm. Hi, Anthea. How's our famous mutual friend doing? Say hi to her. Celine, Cookie. Tina, welcome. Please let me know where you're watching me from. Maryland, I know Anthea is in Maryland. I know Tina is in Nigeria. Cookie Carwell, everyone, please let me know where you're, where you're watching me from. 
Thank you so much. So those are the signs of suicidal behavior. Whether the person is going to go ahead with the suicide or not, it is not your place to downplay it. If somebody's having any kind of suicidal behavior, threatening to, to kill themselves, do not ever assume they're just joking. So what are the 13 reasons why your child might die by suicide? What are the 13 reasons why? Essentially, what are the risk factors? And in recognition of National Suicide Prevention Week, of course, September is the month, but this week in particular, we want to talk about what are those risk factors that if they are present in your home, you want to start being on the lookout. The number one risk factor, believe it or not, is like I always say, charity begins at home everything begins at home so look in the house first right so the number one for me like i mentioned in at least in my blog recently and here is family history of mental ill health and family history of mental ill health believe it or not can usually lead to potential suicide and so family history of suicide is number two so it starts at home. Family history of mental illness is number one. Family history of suicide is number two. Okay? Number three, which I think really should be like most important, is prior history of suicide attempt. Anybody who has had a prior history of suicide attempt is at a very, very high risk of dying by suicide. Believe it or not, in the first year, I think, they said, yeah, 100 times you're one, if you've attempted suicide in the first year following that attempt, you're 100 times more likely to attempt again and you're 30% more likely to die. I'm just going to let that kind of sink in. Okay? If you have attempted suicide before in the first one year after that, you're 100 times more likely to attempt it again, and there's a 30% chance of dying by suicide in that one year. So please, people, if you're listening to me, hi, Josh, hi, Kendrick, hi, Charity, key baby, what's going on? If you're listening to me and you have or you know anyone who's attempted suicide before, please, they're very, very high risk of dying by suicide in the first one year, 100%. 100 times more likely to attempt and 30% chance of dying. And so let's keep going. So what's risk number four? Risk number four, again, sticking with the family, is a family history of violence, physical abuse, domestic abuse, emotional abuse, any kind of abuse in the family, you're more likely to have suicide risk in the child. The kids are just tired like we said, emotionally spent, right? And they just have no more, nothing to give anymore. And then, of course, they have the means. So, talking about the means, we're going to talk about guns. The presence of a gun in the house. Your, your child is eight times more likely to die by suicide, or there is eight times more likely to be homicide in a home with a gun. 
I'm going to say that again for those at the back. And I don't care what your reason is for having your gun. Please do what you got to do. Just do you. Just know and make an informed decision. There's eight times more likely to be death, fatal injury from that gun in that home because the gun is present. And so having a gun in the home is a very high risk of suicide. That was number, I think, five, I think. Have you guys heard about family fire? You know how in the military we talk about friendly fire? Well, family fire is what I'm talking about. The likelihood that someone is going to be hurt or fatally injured from a family member because there's a gun in the house. That's called family fire. Okay? Look it up. Naturally, I cannot talk about this without talking about LGBT. If you are in the LGBT family, if your child is in the LGBT family, that is a very, very, very ultra high risk of suicide because of all the homophobia, all the intolerance, all the judging, even providers, even doctors and nurses and therapists, they all have their own personal biases. But I beg you, don't bring your bias to, to work with you. Don't bring your bias to the table where a transgender or an LGBT person is concerned. No wonder they don't want to take, they don't want to go to the doctor and get any kind of care because there's so much judging and so much judging going on. So please, please, and more please, LGBT trans youth high risk of suicide. That was number six, right? Number seven reason, ADD or ADHD. Really more like ADHD. Any child who is impulsive, impulsivity in a child is a very high risk for suicide in the right child. My seven-year-old patient, for those of you who know me, my seven-year-old patient who tried to hang himself last year, the reason I quit medicine, had ADHD. And yes, he was impulsive and he was not responding well to his medication. And yes, he attempted suicide twice. So yes, impulsivity is an independent risk factor for suicide. If you're just joining me today, we're talking about suicide and your teen, 13 reasons why, and we're on reason number nine, I believe. Bullying, <laughs> you know me and bullying. Bullying victims, the bullies themselves, as well as the bystanders, all have an increased risk of suicide. Did you know that? I didn't. I had no idea that bystanders also had a high risk of suicide. The bully, of course, we know that. The bullied, we know that. But the bystander? So we're talking about suicide and your teen, 13 reasons why, reason number 10. Major loss, and I think we talked this about this earlier on, major loss of a sibling, major loss of a parent, major loss of a friend, especially if that person also died by suicide. There's a high risk of suicide in your team. If their best friend died by suicide, if their family member died by suicide, if any kind of close relative died by suicide, there's a high risk of suicide in your team. Risk number 11, divorced parents. Believe it or not, there are lots of us out there that believe that you know, if we, if we die by, what's the word now? If we are divorced, um, we're going to do it. We're going to do well. And that is true. But in the, in the children of suicide, of um, divorced parents, there's a high rate of suicide 
So be very careful. Make sure they get their due um, counseling. Make sure they get that. There's a very, very high risk of suicide in those kids. So make sure they get their due counseling. Please, it's not anything to play with. Yes, I filed for divorce and I got divorced, but my kids got counseling. You can believe that because they are high risk for suicide. And risk number, what number am I? I think my number 12, maybe? So risk number 12 is imprisonment. All those children who end up in DJJ for whatever reason, whether they were guilty or not, is an independent risk factor for suicide, imprisonment. You know, all my days of talking about suicide, even working with the, the DJJ here in San Antonio, I never thought about that, the fact that it is a risk for suicide. So if you're just joining me, we're talking about suicide and your teen, 13 reasons why, and I think that was reason number 12. <laughs> I don't know. Reason number 13, suicide contagion or suicide contagion, whether you say potato or potato. Suicide contagion is, an, is a very interesting concept um, whereby excessive exposure through the news, through talking, through the computer, through the social media, whatever, excessive exposure to suicide in the right person who has a suicide risk is an independent factor for suicide in that person. It's called suicide contagion or suicide contagion, an independent risk. And I want to say that was number 12 because number 13 is accidental. And I put that in myself because like we said earlier on, most children... They do, understand the con they do understand the concept of death, but they don't always understand that this particular act is going to end up leading to my death. And so suicide contagion is number 12, and I think accidental death is number 13. And I want you guys to know that because I'm really, really concerned about the fact that most people don't realize that in children, suicide can be accidental. It can be accidental, even though, the, the, and maybe even in adults as well, but uh, most overdoses, most ODs were not really attempted, were not really intended to be death, right? That's why it's an overdose. It's accidental overdose. So that's a suicide right there, if you took it by yourself. So accidental death in children plays a role in suicide, even though most definitions are suicide is, you know, purposeful. But I dare to say accidental also. I want to mention that suicide is very high amongst teens. We talked about the fact that it is a second cause of death. But suicide is highest in white males over the age of 65. That is really, really important because those are grandparents, our parents. So please be very careful. When we're talking about suicide prevention without talking about the general population, the fact that white males over the age of 65 tend to have chronic illnesses or maybe their spouse is dead or maybe they have a gun, you know, or they just, you know, what they call empty nesters and they just, you know, it's a hard life. So please have some compassion for your grandparents when, um, while you're at it, okay? One of the reasons why this gentleman said he attempted suicide is because he had tunnel vision. Tunnel vision in the sense that he could only think about his stressors. He could not think of anything else. He also had a sense of, um, 
I can't even read my own handwriting, but anyway. Oh yeah, he had a sense of the burden. He had a sense of a, a burden, just a huge burden on his shoulders. He had loud thoughts in his head, just suggesting him to die, and he couldn't hear anything else. He had total despair. And so people who are suicidal have all these things. They have tunnel vision. They can only think about one thing, which is suicide. They have a sense of being a burden to you and I. They are survivors. They have loud thoughts of suicidal ideation and suicidal behavior. They have total despair. They're just like, they're spent, right? And he said that he was a feel, it was a feeling to him like burning alive. And I thought that was, that was a crazy way to look at it, but he felt like he was burning already alive and so he wanted to just put an end to it. And when I say all this is I want you all to remember that I'm trying to educate you so that you know what to look for and also to have compassion for these people. Don't think that they're selfish. I think one of the worst things I've ever heard of is when somebody dies by suicide and they say the person is selfish. I'm painting the picture for you that this is not a decision that is arrived at in one day. It's a lot of torment. It takes a lot for them to get to that point. And even though you and I can see and judge and say, yeah, but it's not the only option. The truth is to them at that point, it was the option. And you throw in the fact that they had a means to do it. Most young children hang themselves with their seat belt, with their, their belts or their jump ropes, and most teenagers use a gun. A lot of girls use poisoning also, but just be aware. He did mention that love is not enough. And I thought that was deep. In other words, you cannot really love someone enough for them to not do it. I just thought that was kind of weird but true. If love was enough, then there should be no suicide at all because we all have someone that we love, right? And that love us. But he's saying that love is not enough. And I dare to add money is not enough. If you look at Hollywood, stardom is not enough. Fame is not enough. Suicide is a very personal journey. It's a very difficult journey. And he said he felt like the, his walls were just closing in on him. The walls were just closing in. So um, I just wanted to take, to take today to kind of mention, you know, those risk factors, mention those, those signs of suicide, what you should look for. We talked about some numbers. Thank you all so much for being with me today. As you know, this month is Suicide Prevention Month, September. So please do something in your neighborhood, in your corner, in your neck of the woods to prevent suicide this month. And of course, every month after that. Also, this week in particular is Suicide Prevention Week. So I wanted to talk about suicide today in your teenagers, the 411 or 13 Reasons Why. And then also I wanted to mention that, I wanted to mention cutting, only because we're, we're, we're talking about high-risk behavior. So cutting is an independent factor on its own. Not necessarily an independent phenomenon on its own. Not necessarily a, a risk factor for suicide, but it's a complex, almost hard to explain that people want to cut themselves just to feel anything at all. Most of those high risk factors that we listed also pertain to cutters and it's their way of coping. It's a kind of weird way of coping, but it is their way of coping. They cut so they can feel. Now, that being said, they also do have suicide attempts. So, but what I want to say is that cutting, at least what the research has shown is that 
people that cut are not necessarily suicidal or the act of cutting is not necessarily a suicidal behavior but in that child who cuts they are more likely to have all those risk factors that we listed those 13 reasons why that we listed and therefore they are also at risk for suicide but not because they are cutting does that make sense i hope so all right so i wanted to mention what i'm doing this month so if you live in san antonio on the 29th of september i'm going to be talking about suicide to the moms who demand action it's called moms who demand action against gun just proper gun laws and gun control so i'll be talking to them about child suicide um, I want to thank you guys again for the thousand downloads. Oh my God. Oh my, 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 my podcast. I can't believe it. 1000 downloads. Like who am I? Right. But I guess why not? You know, I'm talking about, we, we're going to stop all this negative, negative behavior, negative thoughts, and just talking negative things about ourselves. So why not? Why not? Why not my suicide pages? And Sharon was a guest on my podcast and Sharon's comes out in next week not to not this week but next week this week's one is vicky's own is coming out this week and i saw miss scud somewhere she's a she's that scud i forget her name sydney anyway she was also a guest on my podcast so thank you all so much for for joining me and last but not least on september 10th which is in two days please 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 set your phones to remind you at 10 central i will be doing a Facebook Live with the On Air Advocate. Please, someone write down On Air Advocate. Someone, please write down On Air Advocate for me. I will be doing a Facebook Live with the On Air Advocate, and we're going to be talking about, you guessed it, bullying and suicide in recognition of the National Suicide Week. So that will be on Tuesday at 10 o'clock Central Standard time on the on-air advocate on-air advocate that's all i have for y'all today thank you ever so much for always joining me on sunday afternoons i know you have many things you can be doing and you choose to join me i don't take it lightly thank you so much for writing for me miss sharon edwards i appreciate you thank you so much for listening to me i will see you all next sunday We'll talk about something else. You never know. So be on the lookout, okay? Peace.